Hello everyone and welcome to Energy Explored. This podcast covers the challenges of achieving a carbon neutral global economy, cutting emissions of gases and pollutants and setting up new energy systems. Join Reed Smith lawyers and guest speakers as they shed light on the most important trends in emissions control and new fuels. Tune in as we follow the ever-evolving journey through the transition of energy. Welcome to another episode of Reed Smith's podcast channel. I'm Peter Rocher, a partner in Reed Smith's Paris office and global chair of Reed Smith's international arbitration practice. And I'm here today with two colleagues, uh, Vanessa Chieffrey, a senior associate in the Paris office, and Liam Hart, a senior associate who joins us from London. The three of us have extensive experience dealing with nuclear power plants, and today we're we're delighted to take part in a new podcast series, which aims to share what we hope are insightful views on the past, the present and the future of a specific topic. And today's topic is the renaissance in the European nuclear new build industry. It's an important feature of the move towards net zero and the transformation of the global energy landscape. We start by looking at the different historical attitudes to nuclear power generation in two of Europe's largest economies, the UK and France. And first, then I'm going to turn to Vanessa and ask if you could tell us a little bit about the historic position of the nuclear power in France. Thank you, Peter. First, it's important to note that nuclear power has historically been a flagship of French industry and that French expertise in such advanced technology is a source of some national pride. Nuclear energy dominates French electricity generation. Today, France operates 56 civil reactors and approximately 70% of French electricity is produced using nuclear power. France is also the world's largest net exporter of electricity, in large part thanks to that nuclear generation capacity And interestingly, a substantial proportion of those exports go to the UK. However, despite the historic importance of nuclear power for France, there have been some road bumps in the recent past. After the Fukushima accident in Japan in 2011, there were attempts by the administration of President François Hollande to reduce the proportion of nuclear-generated electricity in France to 50% in the whole in France by 2025. In the early years of President Macron's administration, after 2017, the government was also somewhat ambivalent about the future of nuclear energy, notably because, among other concerns, many of France's nuclear plants were aging and it would take time to bring new reactors into operation. As we'll discuss a little later, however, these road bumps now seem a distant memory because the French government is embracing the possibilities of nuclear power once again. Liam, how has the historic position differed between France and the UK? Well, the fundamentals of the position in France and England differ in the sense that although the UK was the first country to harness nuclear energy for civil power generation, UK allowed aspects of its nuclear new build construction capability to decline significantly during the 1990s. So what that means is that although the UK has world-leading capabilities in certain areas of the nuclear industry, uh, especially in relation to the treatment of spent fuel and the decommissioning of reactors, it lags well behind France in terms of current expertise in the construction of nuclear new build plants, 
it's important to note in that regard that the share of UK electricity generated by nuclear power is much lower than in France. So the UK now has 11 operating reactors, which generate approximately 15% of the country's electricity. And that's down from the late 1990s high point of approximately 25%. However, aspects of the position in England are similar to France in the sense that, as we will discuss later, there's been quite an important turning back towards nuclear power. And the reasons for that are quite similar. Thank you both. Um, As Vanessa and Liam have just explained, after the Fukushima incident in 2011, the future of nuclear energy looked relatively unpromising. um, And that was the case in much of Europe. But in the last two years, French and UK attitudes towards nuclear energy have changed significantly. And that shift has accelerated dramatically, particularly in the last few months. So the question then is, why? Start with you, Vanessa. Why do you think this is? Well, Peter, I think that the climate change crisis and the importance of reaching decarbonization as quickly as possible means that nuclear is increasingly seen as a sort of green source of energy or, well, to be more precise, at least a source of energy that is greener than other more carbon-heavy sources. Therefore, it is seen as a means in the transition to net zero that it will facilitate. And this is actually reflected in the EU Commission's decision in February 2022 to include certain nuclear activities in the EU taxonomy. I'd agree with everything that Vanessa's just said. Also, the war in Ukraine is obviously a a big factor here, both in terms of sanctions against Russia and the broader political realisation that that Europe has been overly reliant on Russian gas. Uh, That's led to a a renewed increase in interest in in nuclear power, which isn't reliant on Russian gas. Across Europe, we're seeing governments very keen to diversify and protect their energy supplies. And also the, the recent volatility in the commodities markets have made the economics of nuclear power plants more palatable. Obviously, there's generally a bigger upfront cost when building a nuclear power plant. But after that initial expenditure, there's less exposure to potentially expensive uh, fluctuations in the commodities markets. All good points. Um, And I think the economic impact also of COVID-19 shouldn't be underestimated. Uh, It's encouraged governments to to look more favourably, I think, on major infrastructure investment as a way of promoting economic recovery and building our way out of the recession. I mean, it remains really to be seen how that motivation will be affected by the inflationary pressures that are currently being faced by, by us all in the global economy. But for the time being, certainly, there are considerable domestic um, political reasons to invest in new infrastructure. So given these issues, um, what's your take on the outlook for the nuclear industry? And well, let's start with France, Vanessa. Well, it appears very positive, Peter. France has announced the construction of six EPR2 reactors and envisages the commissioning of up to eight others by 2015 for a total of 14 EPR2s. It will also attempt to prolong the life of existing reactors where possible. And the beginning of July was actually quite dense in announcements for the nuclear industry in France. First, the French government has announced the nationalization of French electricity producer EDF, of which it was already a majority shareholder. 
There are numerous reasons advanced for such a decision, such as energetic sovereignty, facilitation of financing, maintenance, enhanced control over the price of electricity, etc. The second reason is that the French nuclear regulator, the ASN, announced, along with the Finnish and Czech regulators, the preliminary examination of main safety options of the New World Small Modular Reactor Project. This is in line with President Macron's undertaking to support a French offering of small modular reactors, SMRs, by 2035. SMRs are quite an innovation, actually. They have a smaller capacity than usual reactors, about 300 megawatts or under, but they can be coupled with other sources of energy, including renewables. How is it in the UK, Liam? Well, Vanessa, the, the situation in the UK is similarly promising. The UK government released its energy security strategy in April 2022, which unveiled plans to increase nuclear power generation to 24 gigawatts by 2050. That's around three times more than, than the situation now, and that will mean that nuclear-generated power will once again represent around a quarter of projected electricity demand, which, which takes us back to a similar percentage of total electricity production uh, that was last reached in the late 1990s high point. In pursuance of that, the government anticipates that there could be up to eight more reactors across the next series of nuclear new build projects. Now, there's some uncertainty as to the mix between SMRs and, and full-blown big nuclear power plants, but definitely on the horizon that there will be some, some, some full-blown bigger nuclear plants. And they'll come in addition to the new, new build plant currently under construction at Hinkley Point C, I note there that the UK government has given planning permission to the proposed new build plant at Sizewell C, and subject to that securing funding, uh, which we'll discuss in a little bit, that would be the next construction mega project in the UK. And the UK government has also made encouraging noises about building a new plant at Wolfer in North Wales. The outgoing Prime Minister, Mr Johnson, has previously said, and I quote, that the new plant at Wolfer is, quote, going to happen. Of course, the devil's in the detail, though, and we're, we're still waiting uh, concrete action from the government to ensure that goes ahead. But certainly the, the noises that government are making are very encouraging. Okay, thanks, Vanessa and Liam. I mean, I think we're, we're all conscious that the renewed focus on nuclear new build projects, both in the UK and in France, opens up several opportunities and also has challenges. I think it goes without saying that the nuclear and construction industries will prosper in countries where nuclear mega projects get the green light. However, considerable investment in upskilling and additional capacity will be required if these multiple projects are to be completed simultaneously. Now, in the UK, the experience developed in the construction of Hinkley Point C is obviously going to be extremely invaluable, particularly for the Sizewell C project. And the global nuclear supply chain could potentially experience a boom in demand for materials and services with the potential for associated bottlenecks and delays. And a key issue, of course, will be the way in which future nuclear projects are financed. And in this respect, Liam, I understand that in the UK, the UK government's ambitious plans depend in some part on the success of its recent decision to change the preferred financing model. Is that correct? Yes, Peter, that's correct. The UK government has announced plans to use what's termed a regulated asset-based model to fund future nuclear projects. 
Under the regulated asset-based model, a company receives a license from an economic regulator to charge a regulated price to consumers in exchange for providing the nuclear plant. Now, that that regulated asset-based model differs from previously used so-called contract-for-difference models under which the developer agreed to pay the entire cost of constructing a nuclear plant in return for an agreed fixed price for electricity output once the plant became on, on, online. Unlike the contract for difference model, where construction risk sits with the developer, the regulated asset-based model shares the risk between investors and consumers, whilst also maintaining the incentives for the private sector to minimise the risk of cost and schedule overruns. The fact that the contract for difference approach placed entire construction risk on developers has led in recent years to the cancellation of several potentially nuclear projects in the UK. And that, that's led the uh, UK government to promote this regulated asset-based model. Now, that regulated asset-based model has been used successfully on other major infrastructure projects in the UK, including with respect to the funding of Heathrow Airport and the so-called super sewer, which is uh, currently being built in London, and should therefore work in principle. But it will be the first time that it's applied in the context of uh, new build nuclear plants in the UK. So uh, what's this space to see how that, that works out? Vanessa, what challenges does France face with its nuclear renaissance? Well, in France, or rather in the EU, it remains to be seen whether the EU's classification of nuclear energy as a transitional activity will survive potential legal challenges and what effect that will have on the investment environment. You may both be aware that at the beginning of July again, the European Parliament has rejected a motion to oppose the inclusion of specific nuclear and gas activities under certain conditions as environmentally sustainable economic activities in the Commission's Taxonomy Delegated Act. So if neither Parliament or the European Council object to the proposal by 11 July 2022, the EU taxonomy will enter into force and apply as of 1 January 2023. This proposal is quite controversial, and Austria has already announced that if the Act enters into force, it will appeal this Act before the ECJ. And Luxembourg has announced that it would support this action. Their position is that to include gas and nuclear activities in the EU taxonomy would equate to greenwashing. But the Commission maintains that there is a role in the green transition for private investment in certain gas and nuclear activities, and stresses two things. First, their inclusion in the taxonomy is time-limited and dependent on specific conditions and transparency requirements. Second, they are classified as transitional activities contributing to climate change mitigation, not as green activities. So... All this will in all likelihood be referred to the ECJ, and it will be interesting to have the court's stance on this subject, provided, of course, the Act is referred to it, but that seems more and more likely. Thanks, Vanessa. So I think we can safely say that the beginning of July has been uh, has been pretty busy for the nuclear industry. Uh, one thing that is potentially important in the global nuclear industry, in contrast to the planned projects in the UK and France, is that the Ukraine crisis has the potential negatively to impact Russian-related nuclear projects. 
Russia has, of course, been a key exporter and financer of nuclear projects, often backed by cheap Russian loans. And Russia is or was currently building or planning to build plants in Turkey, Hungary, Belarus, Finland, Egypt, China, India and Bangladesh. However, recent events have meant that Rosatom's finished new build project has been suspended and the planned expansion of the Bax 2 nuclear plant in Hungary may also be affected. It may be that the previous Russian nuclear export success story suffers more broadly in the face of current or future sanctions. But all this being said, these remain very exciting times to be involved in the nuclear industry and the nuclear renaissance has um, the potential to transform electricity production on the way to a carbon neutral future. We will be keeping you um, regularly updated and informed on on this journey. But I mean, unfortunately for today, that's all we have time for. Uh, Vanessa, Liam and I hope you have found this discussion informative and helpful and we thank you warmly for tuning in. Energy Explored is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McCardle. For more information about Reed Smith's energy and natural resources practice, please email energyexplored at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and reedsmith.com and our social media accounts at Reedsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reedsmith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.